0: Process, events, water, limited, mines, Wohnung, water, it's about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race, it's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it it it's, it's about peace, it's about changing history, it's about you, it's about me, it's about time.
1: Hello and welcome to another week of All In. On this program, we talk about getting closer in with the power that God has given us to use in life. You know, God created us in His own image and likeness. I think sometimes we neglect to ponder that, to, to meditate on that. What does it mean to be made in the image and the likeness of God, the Creator? and it still baffles me that there are people who don't believe there is a creator that they don't believe that there's any divine intervention in creating the human body or the earth or the orbits or the planets that somehow magically they just all appeared appeared and it baffles me to be honest with you because i think it takes a great amount of faith to believe that nothing created something. Out of nothing came something. And not just something, but something that was so organized, so, so amazingly put together. All the things, just take the color spectrum, or just take the fact that you can hear with these ears, or see with these eyes. And that every human being has the same equipment in the same place. I know some people's equipment don't work as well because of things in this earth that cause that to happen. But to me, you would have to have so much incredible faith to believe it just magically evolved out of nothing. That I I, I quite honestly, I I, I don't have that kind of faith. I cannot believe that the the mighty, beautiful thing called the human body, the temple of the Holy Spirit, was just magically appeared one day. And then all the other people in the earth just ironically have everything the same way uh, in the same place as far as parts, you know? So when you think about it and you go out to get in your car today, you don't think about how it's going to start. You just know it better start. You got to go. And for you to believe that that just evolved into a car one day and no intelligent design was incorporated, well, that takes a special kind of person. And I am not that person. I cannot believe that that carb just evolved. I can't believe that this human body just evolved. And then along with that, all of the ways of God's word that cause everything to happen. Now, we're told in Genesis, in the book of Genesis, that uh, God used words to create everything. And words, nothing in this earth happens without them. So, let's discuss that a little bit today. Last week, we talked about the power of God. This week, we're talking about the words of God and how the Bible even tells us that first there was the Word, and then the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So, it's all about the Word. Words, Word, Word. What are you going to do with that? So if you're somebody who just believes everything evolved, this won't mean anything to you. But if you listen a little bit, you may find out that you can't sustain that kind of thinking if you're going to have an intelligent conversation with yourself. So let's start out here and, um, in Matthew 4.4, 4, because the topic of today's program pretty much is that words are the most important thing on this planet, not to mention the universe. So here in Matthew 4.4, 4, Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So we are a flesh body. We know that. We know we have to eat or we'll lose weight. We won't have energy. We have to have that. And as he was talking to Lucifer, he was making a point that you can't tempt me with anything else, because it's God's word, God's word, and that's all that matters. So we need to listen to that, think about that, meditate on that. <clears throat> and here in Mark eleven twenty-three, truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go, and throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for him. So, here in Mark eleven twenty-three, 23, Jesus is saying, truly, now listen, this is the truth I tell you. If anyone says to this mountain, go and throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart. Now, that's the important part. But believes that which he says it will happen. It will be done for him or them. So here Jesus is trying to make a very valid statement. And the statement is, God's word, God's word, it works when you use it. And if you speak to something, you speak to a mountain, or if you speak to a problem, or if you speak to a sickness, or if you speak to your bank account, or if you speak to anything. Do you think he's joking here? I want to wake up and shake up every Christian that's listening. This is more important than anything else you've got to do today is to listen to what God's saying about his word. He made you in his image and in his likeness. That's right. And then he's trying to teach you how to control the circumstances in your life. And Lucifer is all about telling you it won't work. It can't work, he says, or, God wants to teach you a lesson by being making you sick. Let me tell you something. God didn't make anyone sick. He made them whole, healthy, and ready to go. Lucifer became the god of this planet Earth and tricked man into believing this garbage. And here we sit with everybody believing and having a different opinion about it. Well, I don't care what your opinion is. I care that the Word of God is final authority in my life. Will you join me in actually reading the Word of God and making it final authority in your life? If you don't fight it off, that's called the good fight of faith. If you don't take the Word and speak it to your mountain, then don't expect God to somehow show up out of nowhere and do it for you, because he already did. He defeated Satan and every demonic attack, and he's telling you and I that words matter. Your words matter. Anyone who speaks to the mountain and doesn't doubt. Now, see, the doubt comes because everybody around us All our relatives, friends, sometimes spouses look at you like you're way out there. Well, I'd rather be way out there and healed than like everyone else and sick. I'd rather be way out there and wealthy than everyone else and just hanging out broke, busted, sick, and disgusted. Listen, God's word is final authority. The Word. The Word. Okay, here in Matthew 12, 35 through 37. A good man versus what? A bad man? A good man brings good things out of the goods stored up in him. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evils stored up in him. But I tell you, that everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken for by your words you will be acquitted and by your words you will be condemned now i did read that out of the new international version it has a couple twists in the words there but now let's read it again a good man brings forth good things of the good stored in him. Now what's the good stored in you? The only thing good is God's word. So if you don't have it stored in you, what are you going to bring forth? Bad things, evil things. What are you going to bring forth? You're going to bring forth what Aunt Myrtle told you or what the uh, somebody else told you uh, how it works. You 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 know in this family it's hereditary. You're going to inherit this. You're going to inherit that. You better watch it because our family's known for this. What a bunch of demonic, nutso stuff. I don't care who you are. I'm telling you right now, that's a spiritual transfer coming down in you, and you'll speak that word, and Lucifer will get you to speak that word, and your word will cause it to come on you. Speak to that mountain. Jesus just got done telling us. Speak to the mountain. Stop mealy-mouthing around. Speak to it. Tell it to go. It does not have rights in your life. So a good man brings forth good out of what's stored up in him. If you don't have it stored up in there, that's not coming out. Whatever you put in, turn on the news every night, put it in. What's going to come out is the same garbage, okay? But I tell you that everyone Will give an account one day. You're going to give an account to God. You're going to... I know, you know, here's the scenario. You're going to walk up to him and say, why did you let this happen to me? Why this was this so tough? Why did you make this happen to me? And he's going to say, come over here, son or daughter. Right, sit down. I love you. But I'm going to explain a few things to you. And here's what happened. Your words that you spoke... Out of your mouth, were empty. You gave me nothing to work with. I tried to get the message to you, to speak what you want, but you kept telling me what you had. And by doing that, the laws that I put into the earth had no choice but to continue to work against you. So here it is. You're going to give an account on the day of judgment. That doesn't mean you're going to hell. But it does mean that you're not going to get away with blaming God. He's going to put it right back where it belongs. On each one of us and the words that came out of your mouth. He's going to let you listen to every word. He's got it all edited there. He can play it out so he can prove it to you. Okay, give account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words, you will be acquitted. In other words, not guilty. You... Satan has no legal right to condemn you because you're acquitted by your words, or by your words you will be condemned because you chose to repeat the words that Lucifer gave you as thoughts and went down in your heart, and you have it all in there, and so now it comes out of your mouth. My friends in the Lord, listen. Seek the Lord on this. Meditate on this. Stop playing with this. Stop saying, well, it's the name it and claim it bunch. Oh, get over it. This is the Jesus bunch. And he said, truly, I say to you, if you say to this mountain, it's going down, it's going down. Now, what are you going to do? Challenge Jesus and then go to church and worship him? Come on. He's going to say to you, you never knew me. You didn't know me. Get to know me. Get my word in you. Oh, man, I am I am just challenging all, all of us. What comes out of our mouths is very important. We need to wake up. All of us. I'm talking to me. I'm talking to you. I'm talking that there's no time to allow idle words, stupid words media-manufactured words to come out of our mouths. it's time to be the Christian that's made in the image and likeness of God. Isn't that great? Genesis 1-2. And now I'm back to where it happens in the beginning. Now the earth was formless. It was formless and empty. There was nothing on it. Darkness was over the surface of the deep pitch black, no light, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. The Spirit of God hovering over black waters. What does that mean? When we speak God's Word, the Spirit hovers over your problem, and it's hovering over the situation. The Holy Spirit That's why people tell you all the time, if you listen, that praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues is very important because the Holy Spirit starts hovering over your problem and disassembling it, knocking it apart. Wow, very powerful stuff. And God said, light be. And light began to exist but it didn't when his, holy, when his spirit was hovering. It was pitch black over the deep. It was not light. And he said, light be. And light began to exist at the rate of 186,000 miles per second and continues to expand the universe at that rate of speed till this day and will continue until Jesus stops it. Light be. In words, words are containers. When you say them, they contain the seed of what you believe when you say them. That's why Jesus said, and don't doubt in your heart. Because if you remove the doubt when you speak the word, the word will never return void. It will simply go out. Go out and do what it's supposed to do. That's right. It will go out and do what it's supposed to do. Okay, that was Genesis. Now we're over into Hebrews. Hebrews 1.3. This is the New King James Version. Who being the brightness of his glory and the expressed image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power... when he he had by himself purged our sins and sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. This is Jesus we're talking about. Let's read it again. Who being the brightness of his glory? Jesus is the brightness of God's glory. The full glory of God is, is demonstrated and seen clearly in him and the express image of his person. Jesus was exactly the person of God. He is the person of God, right? God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. Now listen, this is so important. And upholding all things by the word of his power. By his word. That's how all things are upheld. There is no other glue holding anything together, anywhere, other than the word of his power. When he had by himself purged our sins. Jesus did it by himself. He purged our sins. He purged them. Sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high and said, It's finished. Now, I need to get all my people, my children, to take advantage of what I've done for them. That's what I've got to do. Isn't that amazing? God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, that same Spirit was hovering over the darkness. That same Spirit was in Jesus, going before Him, doing the miracles that same spirit is transferred to you and I so that when we speak God's word it hovers over the darkness it hovers over the problem it hovers over your children it hovers over it hovers over anything you send it to when you speak God's word and don't doubt in your heart it will be done man I I don't know about you, but I get very excited about the teachings that Jesus gave us of how to change and live in our, our own environment, our own garden of Eden is either created or destroyed by the fruit of our own mouth. I know we all want to blame Adam and Eve, Adam especially, for eating the fruit, but Lucifer fed him something, and he spoke it, and when he did, it changed the earth forever. If you knew that, especially in Adam's case, he was directly connected with Almighty God, and the full power of God was displayed in him, and every word that Adam spoke, if it instantly happened, and if Lucifer got him to say something that was contrary to God. It shut off God's whole system that could work in him. Lucifer definitely, definitely tricked Adam, but Jesus came to fix it. So you and I need to fix ourselves now, knowing what we know about the power of Almighty God. Okay? He gave us the Word. Now... Therefore, this is Hebrews 2 we must give the more earnest heed to things we have heard, lest we drift away. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? which at first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him, God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. So it's telling us that we must give heed to what we hear, We must really focus on what God is saying to us. And if the Holy Spirit is speaking to us, stop running off at the mouth. Stop stop telling people things about them that aren't nice. Stop judging people. Stop judging yourself. Stop speaking idle, empty words. Can you do that? Now, that's not easy, I know. But you got to... We have got to take today and say, listen, if I don't speak one idle empty word, only faith filled words, what will that sound like? If you went through a whole day and measured what you said, recorded it and listened to every word when God, here's the, here's the big one. God is going to show you and I, when we get to the planet heaven, that all the while, we were given authority to speak our future. And Lucifer tricked us into speaking the future he planned for you, instead of us listening to the Holy Spirit and speaking the future that God planned for you. We are the prophets of our own garden. Adam lost his garden because he listened to Lucifer. You were born into this earth already tricked. You didn't have a clue. So you were fed a healthy diet of misinformation from well-meaning friends, parents, relatives, and media. And today... Well, it's very tipping, on the tipping point where it's going to be illegal even to have a Bible. You watch. If you and I don't stand up for what God has told us to do and pray and speak it, you will find the enemy, Lucifer, wants to take that word. Why? Why does he want to take the word away? Because he knows if you have the word, you can change what's going to happen. And he is doing everything he can to cause this country to reject God. It started out, take it out of the schools. It started out, take it out of here, take it out of there, you know, and, and so it's time. It's just time. No more milk. You have had enough milk of the word. You need the meat. And the meat of the word is that God has given you his word. His word. You need to hearken to his word give earnest heed to the things we have heard from God. Least we drift away. If you don't repeat it, meditate on it, you will drift away. You will drift away. You will drift away. Well, I know, I get excited about this stuff. Here, listen to this one. I mean, uh, this one here, it, it just continues on. But for he has not put the world to come of which we speak into subjection to angels. But one testified in a certain place saying, what is a man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you take care of him? You have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor and set him over the works of your hands. You have put all things into subjection under his feet. Wow. For in that he put all subjection under him. He left nothing, nothing that is not put under him. Now that means Jesus. But guess who's in Jesus? You and me. Nothing. He put nothing under Here is not, he is not put under him, nothing he didn't put under him. But now we do not yet see all things put under him, but we see Jesus. And that's what God did. He made it easy. Just look at Jesus. If I have to explain all these things to you, it's kind of like me telling you what's going on in that computer you just bought. And You'll never build it because you're not a techie. You don't know what's going on. God's saying, look at Jesus. Made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. So there is nothing that wasn't put under Jesus's feet. And most people will agree on that. But here's the stumbling block you have. That if you've accepted Him, you are in Christ and part of His body. And all things are under your feet if you are in Christ using His name because you have been given power of attorney to do that. Praise the Lord. Man, it's time for a break, but I don't want to break because I, I'm excited. But we'll be right back after these messages. It's
0: about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history It's about you, it's about me, it's about time
2: In Ephesians 6.16, the apostle Paul says that above all, to stand against the devil's schemes, we must pick up and use the shield of faith. This faith shield is perhaps the most important piece of defensive armor against the fiery darts of the wicked one because it's versatile, mobile, and capable of protecting the entire body. Hello, I'm Sam Rohr, president of the American Pastors Network with another Stand in the Gap Minute. Faith is that unswerving trust in God to do all he says he'll do protection from the fiery darts, those temptations from the devil, those enticements to the sins of blasphemous thoughts and unbelief. The sudden urging to do wrong or entertain sinful thoughts is what only true faith can protect against. These fiery darts, like speeding arrows, come suddenly and from unexpected places. They pierce and penetrate and can set the soul on fire. How's your faith, Shield? Will you join the battle for truth with us at Stand in the Gap radio and TV? Sign up at standinthegapmedia.org.
1: WFYL, King of Prussia, Philadelphia. It's about
0: time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time.
1: And we're back. And, uh, you know, I get wound up, run out of time, you know, we run off the clock here because the Holy Spirit operating in each one of us is very powerful. It's the same Spirit that was hovering over the darkness on this planet. It's the, So, I think we as Christians, we just... I don't know. We, we take it for granted because, you know, once we accept Jesus, we go, wow, our sins are forgiven. That's great. Get to go to heaven. But there's so much more. There is so much more that each one of us needs to learn and to do. We are in a moment in time where we really need to recognize that God is working in us to do things in this earth. He has a time frame and a plan, and he wants you to discover your destiny that he made for you. Do you know how much faith it took for Jesus to die on the cross and be separated from God for a time? And he had to keep repeating the Scripture over and over and over. He hung on to the Scripture. And by hanging on to the Scripture, it brought him through to the other side, where he rose again from the dead. There was no guarantee there. It had to be done. And then Jesus knew it had to be done. That's why he said, Father, if there is a way for this cup to pass over, man let's do it but there wasn't there was only one way jesus had to absorb and defeat all of the sins all of the problems diseases and everything that satan had manufactured over time and built up in this earth through through men remember everything in this earth can only be done through a prophet speaking and that's or a man or woman speaking and that's why lucifer is so dedicated to getting you and i to speak against ourselves because he can control your future and control this planet by having you speak about yourself that you know this is you know this kills me to say that this is not this is and this always happens to me. I'm going to, I always get this, or I always get, you know, stop it. Idle words, empty words. That's what God's talking about here. Here it says, we were made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death crowned with glory. This is Jesus, in honor that he by grace of God might taste death for everyone. So he did. He tasted death for everyone. Now it says, for it was fitting for him "...for whom all things, and by whom all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through his sufferings. For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren." saying, I declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will sing praises to you. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, here am I and the children whom God has given me. Inasmuch there are as children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him, who had the power over death. So right there, he's acknowledging Lucifer had the power over death. But Jesus defeated him, that is the devil, and released those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. People were always afraid of dying, so therefore they're under the bondage of thinking they're going to die. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels... But he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Abraham. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren. He had to be just like us. Jesus had to be made in all things to feel and to be just like each one of us, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make prohibition for the sins of men, for in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. Now, so you and I, you and I are tempted, but you and I have an advocate with the Father who was tempted, knows what it feels like, knows what he had to do, which was seemingly impossible for anyone else. and It would have been, but Jesus did it so that we in him, You know, we could become his brother. No longer are we a servant, but we are now his brother. We're a brother. He's our big brother. Pretty powerful. And I just want to make a statement here, but worry is meditating on the lies of the devil. Worry is meditating on the lies of the devil. He's got plenty of them. So if you're worrying, you're concerned you're scared, afraid, or any of that stuff, stop meditating on the lies of the devil. Here in Psalm 19, verse 14, Let the words of my mouth and the med- meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. So now he has defeated Satan He's taken away the pressure of you feeling guilty because you can't keep the law. All you've got to do is want to keep the law. And when you fall short, acknowledge that you broke the law and you are forgiven. You're no longer under condemnation because, in as it says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. You're in Christ. So now you're free from the condemnation to take the word of God and begin again. That's the process. When you fail, you get up, you repent, and you start again with your words, with your words. Here in Psalm 91, which, man, I'll tell you, I could spend a whole hour on Psalm 91. We won't, but I could. I'm going to read it again. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High, or the secret place of the Most High. Where is that? That's in God's Word. If you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, you're in His Word. It says you will remain secure. This is the Amplified Version. You will remain secure and rest in the shadow of the Almighty. So if if you are taking His Word and repeating it, repeating it, going over it, meditating on it, You'll rest in a secure shadow of the Almighty. You'll rest in it because his word is all about getting you free. I will say of the Lord. Who? Who will say of the Lord? I will. He is my refuge and my fortress. So when things don't go right or things aren't going right, what are you to do? Say of the Lord, he's my refuge. He's my fortress, my God in whom I trust. With great confidence on whom I rely, that's my God, he will save me from the trap of the enemy, of the fowler, and from the deadly pestilence. He'll save me. He'll save me from the debt collector. He'll save me from the disease. He'll save me from the virus, from the plague. He will cover me and completely protect me with his And under his wings, you will find refuge. I will find refuge under his wings, not my wings, his wings. I'm going to run to him. His faithfulness is a shield and a wall. His faithfulness, not yours. All we've got to do is call him our Lord and run to him. And his faithfulness becomes our shield and our wall. You will not be afraid of the terror of night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor of the destruction or sudden death that lays waste at noon. You are not to be afraid, but you are to know that He is protect my God is my fortress. My God surrounds me. My God protects me. That's what you're to say. Words. Your words have to be those words that you're under the protection of the Lord. He loves you, not, oh my God, what's going to happen to me now? A thousand might fall at your side. One thousand might get the disease on this side. Another 10,000 on this side. But guess what? The danger will not come near you. Do you believe that? Are you saying that? The danger will not come near me. A thousand might get the plague at my left side and 10,000 at my right. It's not going to matter. It will not come near me. Only with my eyes. And I better read what it says because this is the Amplified. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, my dwelling place, no evil will befall me. Neither shall any plague come near my tent, for he will command his angels in regard to you to protect and defend you and guard you in all your ways. Then will you lift up your hands so that you do, so that you do not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You will trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will save him. This is God talking. Because you set your love upon God, I will save him. I will surely on high, I will set him surely on high because he has known my name. He confidently trusts, relies on me, knowing that I will never abandon him. No, never. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him. I will honor him. That's God talking. With long life, I will satisfy him. And I will let him see my salvation. Do we have any clue what that means? We have to meditate on that. God is saying your part is to call on him and to say he's my refuge. He's my fortress. All the rest of that is him doing for you. Can you do that? Can you call on the Lord and say, Lord, you're my refuge, you're my fortress, and you I do trust. That's all you have to do. God wants to deliver you. All right, here we go. This is Isaiah 54, 11. Oh, you afflicted one, tossed with tempest and not comforted, behold, I will lay your stones This is God talking. I will lay your stones with colorful gems and lay your foundations with sapphires. I will make your pinnacles of rubies, your gates of crystal, and all your walls of precious stones. All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear and from terror, for it shall not come near you. That's Isaiah 54:11 through 14. Yes or no? Answer this question. Does God love you? Yes. Yes or no? Does God decree that he will take care of you, protect you, and keep you from being harmed? Yes, he does. What stops it? Your idle, empty mouth. That's what stops it. This world is word-activated, and Satan knows it. And if he can get you to talk, he will get you to talk against God and against yourself. Now listen, does you think this is important to God? How important is it to God that you be blessed? Let me read this, Isaiah 54, 9. For this is like the waters of Noah to me. As I swore an oath that the waters of Noah would not flood the earth again, in the same way I have sworn that I will not be angry with you, nor will I rebuke you. Ha! There you go. God's not going to be angry with you. He's not going to rebuke you. To him, it's as the oath he took about Noah. So what is his goal for you? Let's get it straight. His goal is for you to prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. However, he also has said that your words you'll be judged for. So the only thing that can stop him from giving you his perfect will, his perfect plan, is your own words. But our, I am have, I, I have trying to do this. And I, listen... Don't try. Just do it. And repent when you hear yourself say something wrong. You're starting over every time you correct yourself. You correct it, repent, call those words void, and start again. Only speak God's word, whether it's your finances, whether it's your health, what, whatever it is. Speak God's word. Find out what it says. They're not. Don't use empty words. Use God's word. Well, I don't, you know, when we get there and we're judged and God shows you, I can't imagine going through every word that we've spoken on earth, but yet there's a recording and God has those words and he's going to prove to you how each thing happened in your life. That's why you're going to be judged for every idle word. He's not taking the blame. He's not taking the hit for what you did wrong. He's going to show you what you did wrong. So in heaven, you don't repeat it. It's not going to turn everybody loose in heaven with the same vulgar mouths saying the same stupid stuff that made earth. It's kind of like sending people who've destroyed a state because of their policies to another state that has good policies. But then they want to change the policies to what they had before and they destroy that state. You, it's what's inside of a person that destroys. It's the good or the bad. Right? Right. Okay, so back to the scripture. Isaiah fifty four eleven. O you afflicted city, storm-tossed and not comforted, listen carefully. I will set your precious stone in mortar and lay your foundations in sapphires. I will make your battlements of rubies, your gates of shining beryl stones, and all the walls of precious stones. God's doing this. He's doing it. You will be firmly established in righteousness. You will be far from oppression, for you will not fear, and from terror you will not, it will not come near you. Man, here, Isaiah fifty-four, fifteen. If anyone fiercely attacks you, it will not be from me, saith the Lord. Whoever attacks you will fall because of you. Listen carefully. I've created the smith who blows on the fire of coals, and he and who produces a weapon for its purpose. And I have created the destroyer to inflict ruin. No weapon that is formed against you will succeed. For every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you will condemn. The peace... Righteousness, security and triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication from me, says the Lord. So God's going to take care of it. He's telling us that it's all taken care of. All we've got to do is turn to him and he'll do the rest. Listen to this Psalm 103. (coughs) Excuse me. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. That's what we're to do. Bless the Lord. And forget not all his benefits. Boy, oh boy, don't forget the benefits. Who forgives all your inequities, heals all your diseases, all your diseases, all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who sanctifies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. He sanctifies your mouth with good things. That means he gives you good words to speak, and that results in your youth being renewed like the eagles. If you start saying, I'm getting old, and it's I'm not feeling so good, and blah, 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 guess what? It's going to come. But if you take God's Word and put it in your mouth, you're going to find out your youth will be renewed. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, So great is his mercy toward those who fear him, and far from the east is from the west. So far he has removed our transgressions from us, as as a father pities his children. So the Lord pities those who fear him, for he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust, For, for as for man, his days are like grass, as a flower in the field. So he flourishes." For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place remembers it no more. But the mercy of God is from everlasting to everlasting, for those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those who remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength, who do his work, his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, all his works in place, in all places of his dominion. So here it is. God wants to bless you. God wants to deliver you. God wants you to not eat from the same tree that Adam ate from that causes him to, caused him to fall. When we grow up in this world, as a baby, growing up, going to school, being around people, we are fed a healthy diet, a healthy diet of words from the tree of good and evil both good and evil. But the tree of life, which is God Almighty Himself, and through Christ Jesus, came that we could replug into that tree, that you would become a tree planted by the rivers of living water. Did not Jesus say, he who drinks from me will be drinking life and living water? So there you have it. We, we, We are to be drinking from the Word of God. Stop drinking all the water from the media, from friends and relatives and people who are scared out of their gourd about what's going on on this planet and in this country. Listen, God will deliver you. God will protect you and your children. He will watch over you. Change your words change your words your words are life and death choose life that you may live that's what it says in James choose life listen it's that simple it really is but you've got to grab a hold of your tongue put a close pin on it people don't even know what they are anymore those old those old spring-loaded guys ah, put it on your tongue and uh, stop yourself from talking if you are speaking negative about your future. Stop talking like the world. We are not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind with the word of God. So as we leave this program today, I'm challenging each one of us to stop speaking idle empty words. Stop speaking what the media tells you to speak. And all the people around you say how it's all going to be terrible. It's all going down. And speak life. Speak that this country's turning around. That people are peaceful, happy, and gracious and grateful for what they have in America. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So I pray for all of America and all of us that we open our eyes and speak the word of God today and every day. And we'll see you next week. Have a great week. And all in. Be all in. It's
0: about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time.